If you'd like to get involved with Shoreditch Radio or if you run any local projects or events, please contact us at info at shoreditchradio.co.uk. Esky boy. Dan, no. I'll tell my people. Hello, we're Beanbot. Hi, this is Dean from Lois and the Love. Uh, this is Roman from Breton. I am um, Adam Fartley. I'm Orlando from the Maccabees. I am Colin Peters. I'm Lewis from Chapel Club. Uh, hi, this is Guy from the Winter. Hello, this is Carl Barat. Oh! Hey, this is Rita Ora, and you're listening to Shoreditch Radio. Yes! Hello, and welcome back to Late Night Niche. I'm Joe Stevens, finally back in the seat again. I'm Chris Marshall. Yeah, I mean, you already know that because I've been here the whole fucking time waiting for him to come back. But Have I'm not mi- bitter, I'm not bitter at no, all. No, no. Have you missed me? Both Marshall and the listeners? Uh, well, they can't answer you, so... No, so I'm going to take it as a yes. You can't get your heart broken. And I have, of course, missed you. I miss you every day. Every day we don't live together anymore. Together, yeah, and talk shit all day. Yeah. And get fuck all done. Yeah, it's a beautiful days, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful times. Like. So yeah, you're on Shoreditch Radio. Uh, it's late night niche. Should we play them a song and then you know do the show? Yeah. What do you want to stick on? Uh, I'm going to go with a classic from um, the late '90s, early 2000s with Lem. I'm still in the sunshine. Oh, classic. Well, there that was. If anyone actually knows the lyrics out there, uh, you can write in um, to P.O. Box 295. They actually just don't make any sense, I think, because I tried to work them out, but they just don't fucking make sense. No, well, funnily enough, um, one of my favourite memories of this song is um, I was at, like, a karaoke place, and it was, like, one of the little booth-type ones, not, like, on stage, um, and the little video... Those ones are way better. Yeah, way better. Um... And the little video they had on the video screen, some of the like stuff they they paid for the rights to have the proper music videos, some of it was just like stock footage. Yeah. I'll never forget this song was just stock footage <laughs> of cranberry bogs. Cranberry what? Oh, bogs. Yeah. Oh, so right. just like sweeping drone aerial shots of cranberry bogs. so random. Bogs. It's got nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing. Like, at all. No. No. Um, Good. But... Yeah, I I remember the lyrics being on screen then and not really making a huge amount of sense either. But it's yeah, got a catchy don't. chorus. <clears throat> well, the thing is, like right at the beginning of the song, I don't know if it's actually included in the version that we just played there, but um, it's got this like weird bit where this these two guys are kind of talking. I suppose it's 
on the phone or something like mm. that. And he's like, oh, yeah, have you seen Lem, man? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen Lem. He seems really depressed. And then they're like, oh, well, huh, we better go and cheer him up then. And then it's about, well, I guess, Lem being depressed. But I don't really, like, it starts off like it could well be about Lem being depressed, but then just just degenerates into rhyming About his, like, nonsense. sunshine being stolen and feeling blue. Yeah, well, I guess that's the case. But, like, the actual, like, filler bits. And then there's the bit with the girl as well. Yeah. And that doesn't make any bloody you sense. You steal my sunshine. Yeah, but she has, like, a whole verse thing. Yeah. I mean, the listeners know. They just listened to it. Yeah, I did. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Gutted. Um, but, yeah, it took you back to... Um, I don't know what my f- sort of memory of that song was. Maybe sitting in the back of Sally Silver's car. Mm, my friend's mum. She was so fit. <laughs> was she... Um, uh, Simon, no, it's not Simon's mum. Who's the one who's at the fit mum in the in-betweeners? Will's mum. Yeah, but blonde. Okay. And drove like a little sporty Mercedes thing. Oh, no, she didn't. It wasn't sporty. It was a Mercedes, but it was one of those C-classes. You know, the one that's like a smart car? Yeah. It was like that. And we used to like sit in the back of that. And I used to just fantasise about her with my mate there, Ollie. Was that I his mum? Yeah, it was his mum. I say my mate. He fucking stole my micro machine as a little cunt. So, Ollie, if you're out there, which I know you are, and you're obviously listening because this is the biggest fucking show since just a minute, um, I, I want my fucking micro machines back. Is it micro machines? Micro machines. Tiny cars and tanks and planes. How old were you when you took them? Um, eight or nine, probably. Still, still quite upset. Bastard. Yeah. I was, I wasn't sure whether it was like a microwave or like a mini, 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 no, mini motor, not mini micro. No, do you remember when those a, were a thing. What mini motos? Yeah, yeah, I do. A friend of mine got nicked um, for driving a mini moto, right? So, <laughs> because obviously a mini moto um, is what it is. You once you get pulled by the police, you get done for uh, no tax, clearly. Yeah. No insurance. Uh, driving without a license. Um, he was drink driving as well. Drink um, driving a mini moto. Drink driving a mini moto. The most extreme sport since uh, skydive um, jousting, and which is not a real thing. I no. made it up, but does it not sound fucking awesome? That sounds incredible. Like the most fucking extreme thing that you could possibly ever do. Whilst running mini moto drunk. <laughs> well, yeah. How you'd get the mini moto up and out of the plane with you and like. Like drive it out of like the, the like it's quite a dangerous edge. game anyway, but yeah. that makes it really dangerous for the spectators because it's just going to be falling, <laughs> plummeting mini motos, like, smashing around. So, and um, for those of you who like are maybe too young to remember mini motos or weren't in an area like, where cool mini enough. motos were a thing, <clears throat> they were like. Tiny little motorbikes, literally. I'd sort of say about a foot high. Yeah, even about there. that. I mean, when you when you sit on it. Um, it's like, well, I read an article not long ago um, that said that the prevalence of piles in Western um, culture is because um, we don't squat to poo. We just sit on the toilet oh. and push, right? Um, so riding a mini moto is the correct way to evacuate your bowels. Okay. <laughs> like, this squat is fucking severe. Do you know what I mean? You're literally, you've got your, Did your you hands ride on one? the little... yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're fucking sketchy. <laughs> they wibble all over the place, and they're not very easy to steer or brake. And obviously, because you're in that awkward, awkward sort of 
dead spider position. Yeah. Imagine like a clown riding a little bicycle, but instead it's like some 16-year-olds and it's a little motorbike. Yeah, essentially. And they're wearing like TN caps. And yeah. And like their trackies um, are tucked into their socks. Yeah. And they're all drunk and leery. My friend got... Um, so he got the driving no license, no tax, no insurance, no MOT, um, drink drive-in, um, and assaulting a police officer. Wow. So he wasn't very happy when he, once he got pulled over. It wasn't even that. The bloke just... Ra- like, one of them was basically telling him that he was going to get nicked and he wasn't very happy about that. But then one of them ran up behind him and he just, like, flinched and elbowed him in the face and broke his <laughs> nose. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, dear. Hey, Seb. How you doing, mate? <laughs> it's been ages. Um, but, yeah, good. Should we talk about the show, actually? Yeah, so... Lem and many motos. Yeah, for, for quite a while. Um, so, have you got anything lined up to talk about? <clears throat> I'm going to talk about tornadoes. Cool. I'm going to talk about um, what makes human beings and I'm going to talk about one other thing that I can't remember oh yeah the conditions for life in in the universe right okay um, I'm going to talk about rats and um, a discovery that Marco Polo made about Tibetan women upon mm-hmm. his travels good I'm intrigued by that one yeah. um, and I think we might try and call James I don't know if uh, he's around for an episode of uh what, what do we call it? Letters from the New World. Yeah, from the yeah. New World, yeah. We can see if his uh, sweat still smells sickly sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might be dead. I haven't actually spoken to him in a couple of weeks. No, neither have I. So, yeah, if he's not dead um, or with, like, some horrible fever, um, then we'll try and get him on. Yeah. Um, but for now, should we have another song? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to make a selector? Um, let's put on uh, Old Thing Back. Which is Biggie Smalls, Auden Taurus Biagi, have you want to call them, and Jar Rule. And it's the Matoma remix. I was quite a fan of this. I heard it whilst I was away a few times and uh, got quite into it. I think it's um, cheesy uh, to a fault. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> No, the lyrics are fucking obscene. Uh, yeah, horrendously obscene. <laughs> I can, they make me... They make me scared of going to prison. Do you know what I mean? They're those yeah. kind of lyrics. But it's the the intro bit, the like little like dance Hold music. Hold me back. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Well, no, I can't I can't think of how it even goes, like the tune of it, but it's like um, that bit right at the beginning where it's really It's like a little of cheesy. each. It's like, blip, blip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I quite like it. I think it works well. Um, 
speaking of being scared of going to prison, I read today that uh, during his stint in 2010 in, <clears throat> in Rikers Island, mm. Lil Wayne mm. um, officiated a gay wedding. Okay. Yeah. They decorated it with toilet paper and they served Gatorade, which is like liquid gold in that shit. Which is, uh, yeah, straight from Lil Wayne. Okay. Yeah. Just a little, little Why was he in jail? Uh, for possession of an illegal weapon. Something from an offence in 2007. Oh. Yeah. What did he need the weapon for? Do you know? I don't. Maybe for protection. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which, if you get the licence, is a legitimate reason for carrying a I weapon. Don't, I don't know why States, don't know. Uh, you know, hip-hop superstar would you know, require an illegal weapon. They often do, though, seemingly. Yeah. I mean, even um, Guru from Gangstar, he got arrested for carrying a, a weapon in L.A. when he went there to visit. Why he needed a weapon? Like, he's he's a guy talking about, you know, the Robin Hood theory and how, you know, um, rap music shouldn't uh, stereotype you know, uh, put forward positive stereotypes about young black men being murderers and killers and stuff and should actually, you know, serve to uh, elevate... Yeah, serve the community. And, yeah. Tell uh, all stories. Yeah, and, you know, then he was walking around with a piece. So, I'm... Why? Um, and it only ever gets him in trouble as well. That's the other thing. Like, there's, there's one thing, being like a street gang member and shooting someone and, like, throwing a gun in the storm drain... You know, but with the serial number of Sandoval. <laughs> yeah, but then if you're like a famous rapper with a fucking entourage, and you just so happen to like take offence at somebody and pop them in the street, it's not like nobody's gonna know who no, you are at all. You can throw what the thing in a storm drain. You could melt it in the fires of fucking Mordor, and people would still be like, "Yeah, it was Ja Rule," or "Yeah, yeah it was whoever." It was probably Ja Rule, no, really. I mean, I reckon it's Ja Rule behind just about every. Every crime ever committed. Yeah, I I go with that. Yeah, he's like, um, he's like, is he like a single kind of Illuminati conspiracy? Yeah, kind of. I think he's what he is is like a secret. um, He's living in the body um, of like a gangster rapper, but what he is is um, like an ancient being from the previous universe who somehow like managed to um, survive into this one and feeds off of um, criminality. So like all all things um, chaotic and uh, so he's nefarious. trying to like put in like chaos theory across yeah the world in its current incarnation yeah I, I don't want to say he's the devil no because I don't think it's in a Christian context no but, it's just um, some sort of ancient being he's an ancient being that thrives off chaos from this world uh, no from a different planet um, called Sagittarii one two eight okay um, and uh, but that's long gone obviously so don't ever look it up. Is he the only surviving being from Sagittarius 128? He is, and um, only through uh, a miraculous process that's so vastly complicated um, and above the, you know, uh, intellect of our average listener that I won't bother going into it right now. Um, But yeah, I think that's probably a pretty strong theory. It's up there with, uh, you know, Hawking radiation and um, apples falling out of trees and whatnot. Yeah, or chemtrails. Indeed. Hey, wait. <laughs> right. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, gangsters, put the guns down. Yeah. You know, you don't need guns. Um, you need knives. Yeah. That's Hold fine. on, wait. No, that's not right. They need... Billy clubs. Yeah. 
No. What do you, when you sharpen a toothbrush, or is that too much like violence as well? Shaving. Like a shiv. Like yeah. a shiv. Yeah. <laughs> like they use in that um, montage and Breaking Bad. Yeah, I just don't, I, to be honest with you, I don't get why, you know, gangsters seem to all be into like killing each other. No. I mean, fair, fair play. I mean, I'd rather that they killed each other than just like innocent women and children and stuff. Or myself. Although, are any women or children truly innocent? Well, do you believe in original sin? Ah, good question. Yes. And with that, we'll have another song. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we have... Talking about gangster rappers, we'll have another gangster tune. But this is from an artist who never really took off. And it's a shame for him. And it's a shame, I think, for hip-hop um, at large. Um, and now I'm not really sure what he's doing. There was like a YouTube video of him doing some like testimony in a church. It was kind of weird. But um, yeah, here's Craig Mack with Flavor in Your Ear. Lovely. Yo, Mac, I don't even understand how they didn't understand you in that Mary joint. Yeah, I Kick know, Kick that old man. robotic, futuristic, George Jetson yeah, crazy joint. Just like you in the blab, robotic kick and slab. My flavor been a batter, till a child, a batter been a bad hat. I bet you buy shit, come my fatter. I got the data, turn your body into anti-matter. You're listening to Short Ditch Radio. ShortDitchRadio.co.uk That was uh, Craig Mack, Flavor in Your Ear, one of rap's um, unsung heroes, I think, like a precursor to um, X Gun Give It Ya and oh, all that kind of good DMX. stuff. Bit of DMX sounding like, but earlier, kind of, kind of edgy, interesting flow. Has he got like a gruff voice like yeah, DMX and don't, get, don't get kind of bored of his thing, he's quite good. Um, but yeah, just got absolutely fucked over, basically purely on <laughs> on the back of um, Puff Daddy making a remix of this exact song. So here's like breakout single, um, Puff remixed. Well, I mean, Craig Max in the remix because mm. um, he was on uh, Bad Boy Recordings. Um, but obviously, um, he kind of, I think, got a little bit kind of brushed over, considering he doesn't really have that many, that much of a section in the song and that great. A number of lines in it um you know that really kind of put forward his uh, rapid ability and his flow and stuff and he's had biggie buster rhymes ll cool j um and some other random bastard shehorned in there um so he kind of just made a bit of a background character and ne- never really took in off. his own song in his own song it's quite the tragedy Poor guy. yeah and i actually much prefer his one to the remix as well what are your thoughts on ll cool j um, he's hard as hell, yeah. um, and he'll battle anybody. I don't care who you tell. But apart from that, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about him. But why do you think um, <coughs> Puff Daddy, P Diddy, Diddy, Diddy Dirty <coughs> Money keeps on changing his name? Um, I don't know, but I've got an interesting theory on name changes. You can do it twice in your life and get away with it. Um, so you can be 
you can have like a normal name, like a street name, and then you can change it to a stage name, like uh, Madonna or yeah. Elton uh, John, um, Elton John, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis, or um, Black the Bloody Dancer. What's his name? Michael Caine. Michael, Michael Caine. What's his name? I don't know. Something ridiculous. Although actually, no, it isn't because he changed it just not long ago to Michael Caine by default. Really? Yeah, because yeah. Um, he was getting held up in the airport because he went there um, and uh, he was like, oh, you know, good morning. Um, I'm coming into the country now, uh, open wide. And then um, the person was like, oh, my God, it's Michael Caine. Hi, how are you? And then he was like, can I see your passport, please? And he opened it up and it said Elroy something or other. Do you know what I mean? And he was like, uh, Mr. Kane, I'm going to have to ask you to, I mean, Mr. Jones, I mean, Mr. Yeah, you're going to have to wait over there and take two hours to be verified. Um, that you are who you say you are. Yeah, I can imagine that would cause some issues. Yeah, because everyone just knows him as Michael yeah. Payne, Like, so. Bruce Willis probably has issues with that as well. I'd, I'd imagine so. Um, but then does Bruce go through airport security? I don't know. He's like a private jet kind of cat, isn't he? Probably, yeah. So, I mean, he's not really... Like, they know he's coming. I feel like he's also probably someone who loves America so much. He's he like, I don't, I, don't, I don't need to travel. Yeah. He does internal flights. Yeah. But doesn't ever leave. No, I'm like I I spend my summers in Nebraska. Yeah, he went he went to Mexico once. Um, for like five minutes. And was like, this is disgusting. He was just like, yep, I knew it, and got back on his private jet and flew home. I was and like, Donald, we need to build a wall. <laughs> I'd love That's that. That's tonight. If he was like in his ear, he'd gone. Listen, mate, I uh, I've got an idea. I need to run for president on a single issue. About building a wall, but no one wants to pay for it, so you have to convince everyone that Mexico will willingly pay to erect a, a tremendous wall. wall. Yeah, to keep their people out of. It just makes no sense. Why no. would they pay for it? Because he's going to start a trade war, which is, you know, I, I just love that he's bringing mercantilism back <laughs> more than anything. There's only a certain amount of gold in the country, and we have to keep that gold within circulation within the country. He's a. Uh spectacularly odd I think yeah well the debate's tonight yeah I know I know what what day does our show actually go out on might be is it tonight might be tonight yeah <laughs> okay good well yeah it's on if a, you're listening to it's this it's at 1am GMT what? oh the debate yeah. not our show no no the show's at what 10 yeah probably I don't know anymore I'm so confused We'll clarify it later with Dell. Okay, should we have some Lice Amazing? Yes. Should we just fucking do it? Yeah. Um, right, okay, so uh, do you want to go first or shall I? Um, why don't you go first? I'll think about, because I've got a couple of things I should I could put it in a different section to Lice Amazing. Okay, cool. Gonna, I don't want to it well, too I'll, much. I'll talk about tornadoes. Okay. Um, because basically I was um, reading something and it was talking about like a double tornado. Yeah. Um, and how essentially people don't really know um, that much about tornadoes surprisingly is it like a double rainbow uh well they're much more destruction they don't know yeah um so obviously some tornadoes are really destructive some aren't um there are different things that aren't necessarily actually tornadoes um that people will confuse with tornadoes so (coughs) twisters or dust devils people get confused with tornadoes and tornadoes are inland things aren't they they're like a tornado is very specific right so um it is overland yeah um, and it is basically a vortex which connects um, 
which at one end has the ground mm -hmm. and at the other end um, has the base of a cumulonimbus cloud or in very rare circumstances uh, a cumulus cloud okay what does that mean fuck knows okay so <clears throat> but basically i think um they're like sort of low-ish level big fluffy storm cloud things because mm -hmm. um, obviously you get like the high clouds don't you that you can like see yeah and they look like wispy things like Marte. yeah although actually saying that sometimes they're quite low but never mind i won't go into the, like the boring bits about meteorology, meteorology. yeah but um i was intrigued by the fact that people don't know much about them so um kind of read all about the, what's known so far lots of the meteorological stuff it just sort of goes a bit over my head it's got to be said um because I don't really know a lot of the terms. Like, it, it's one of those things, those sciencey things, where people don't necessarily know a lot about it, mm. but they are not scared to make up names so that for stuff so that they can like talk intellectually with other people who don't know fuck all about it. Yeah, make up their own little sub language yeah, to alienate a, everyone else. Yeah, it's basically like a defense, I think, from not okay. actually knowing that much about it. Yeah. So um, there's loads and loads of jargon. Um, but they've been doing it for like 160 years or something like that, meteorology, like as a science. They say that's not very long. I don't know much about the history of science. Maybe that should be another Life's Amazing one day, but that seems like a while. Um, seems like a fair whack. Yeah, and like 60-something years, they've been properly, you know, really studying tornadoes specifically. Um, and yeah, still don't know that much about them. There's interesting ways of trying to find them because you can't always necessarily see them. You get tornado chasers, don't you? You do get tornado chasers and storm watchers or spotters or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you also can detect them, obviously, by seeing them, um, by hearing them if they're it, right next to you, um, or um, by using Doppler radar um, to detect um, abnormalities uh, in the way that sound um, is like reflected from them. Because um, it's kind of, I guess, shot in them and mm. shoots out a weird angle. They also generate some, sh some sound. Um, I imagine. And also, um, but like not uh, audible sound. So um, inaudible. Um, Muffled. Like, yeah, really, really low frequency. They also uh, register on Richter scales. I was going to say, so can you like get them on like seismology type things? You sure, certainly can. Um, and can people predict them like they can with earthquakes and No, and, and I think this is the problem. Like they can to some extent but not really because essentially what you're looking at is like a storm, like a thunderstorm that might or might not turn into a tornado. And the other types of tornado as well and this is where people struggle with like lay people, mm. you know, who don't know all the um, ignorant jargon. Um, struggle to identify tornadoes sometimes because like I said dust devils, so that's um, basically a twister, so it's going to be even the fastest ones are only probably going to be about as fast as the slowest true tornadoes okay um but they um start in clear skies um and basically caused by um a like a, a, pa a column of hot air um rising and then winds coming at it with a shear factor enough to start some like circular motion and then stuff can get swept up in them and, and sucked around and thrown about and they can cause lots and lots of damage and especially to crops and livestock and stuff like that um but they're not going to like level a whole town no. in the same way um as a tornado and the other thing with tornadoes um is that lots of people think that uh, you know you think of them as that kind of funnel thing yeah um, but they're actually the most destructive ones what they call wedge 
tornado so they um instead of a funnel which normally the base of the funnel obviously like the wind is circling quite quickly around the base of the funnel yeah um, but the um the base of the funnel that you can see which is from um uh, <coughs> the low pressure within the um vortex pulling down uh, the condensation or whatever of the cloud or like creating condensation in there somehow through some photons or someone's law of heat particles or something like that. i don't know so um what was i saying oh yeah so <laughs> these ones the funnel ones they only often the funnels are quite narrow at the bottom so yeah. they'll only be like a few meters across whereas the wedge ones can be up to uh, i think 2.6 miles is the widest one jesus um and obviously that is like a lot wider than um the distance from the ground to the cloud okay. so it doesn't look like a tornado it just looks like just a big black if you were to look at it on the horizon you'd have ground and clouds like as a letterbox and yeah. then you just have a huge like dark hitler mustache in between moving towards you. yeah basically oh, terrifying. Um, wreaking havoc so but I'll, I'll tell you a few bits about them because there are some Ooh, common misconceptions um, about, <coughs> about tornadoes so folklore uh, this is from wikipedia folklore often identifies uh, a green sky with tornadoes um this pheno uh, phenomenon may be associated with severe weather, um, but there's no evidence linking it specifically with tornadoes. I've never heard of that one before, but I guess if you live in the, the tornado alley or whatever, then you probably would. Um, it's often thought that opening windows will lessen the damage caused by the tornado. Why, why on earth? <coughs> I guess the, the myth is that your house is going to explode from a pressure difference. So while there is a large drop in atmospheric pressure inside a strong tornado, it's unlikely that the pressure drop would be enough to cause a house to explode to combust <laughs> yeah amazing um so opening windows may actually increase the severity of the tornado's damage hmm odd that I yes would, <laughs> i would have thought that was perfectly fucking obvious um a violent tornado can destroy a house whether its windows are open or closed so it's really immaterial if you've got a really bad people say you go to the basement don't they yeah <laughs> they do so another commonly held misconception is that highway overpasses which are people tend to say go to as well if you're like on the road mm. they say run under there because you know it might shelter you a bit so uh, it's this misconception that the highway overpass provides adequate shelter from tornadoes um, the belief is partly inspired by a widely circulated video that captured uh, that was captured during the 1991 tornado out outbreak near andover kansas so i'll just explain a tornado outbreak is when um so lots of tornadoes can form at the same time in the same storm that's called a, a family of tornadoes um, and uh, a tornado outbreak is when um, tornadoes like happen from almost like different storms but like in the same period and then you can have that over a longer period of days um, which is called like a serious tornado outbreak or some such thing sounds rather serious <laughs> it's uh, it can be yeah certainly um, so yeah um, this video was captured in 1991 um, in Andover in Kansas um, where a news crew and several other people um, took shelter under an overpass on the Can Kansas Turnpike um, and they safely rode out the tornado as it passed by. But um, a highway overpass is actually a very dangerous place <laughs> to be during a tornado, shockingly. Um, the subjects of the video remain safe due to an unlikely combination of events. The storm in question was a weak tornado. It didn't directly strike the overpass and the overpass itself was of a unique design. But in a normal overpass and when the storm does hit it and when it's fairly powerful due to the venturi effect whatever that is tornadic winds are accelerated in the confined space of an overpass so, so basically it's funneled through the overpass essentially like anyone who's been in a wind tunnel before i.e the university of leicester <laughs> yeah yeah 
that's exactly what it does. So, um, in the 1999 Oklahoma tornado outbreak of May the 3rd, 1999, three highway overpasses were directly struck by tornadoes, and at all three locations there was a fatality, along with many life-threatening injuries. By comparison, during the same tornado outbreak, more than 2,000 homes were completely destroyed, with another 7,000 damaged, and yet only a few dozen people died in their homes. So you're actually way safer to be at home than under the highway overpass. Um, but then I would have thought that was obvious, and especially in the bo- in yeah, are um, people are <laughs> people um, <coughs> like going from their own homes? To the highway underpasses, or they're just no, like, no. It's when they, I'm when in they, my car. They're in I their need car, to pull over. and they pull over, and they get out, and they go under the highway. Yeah. Overpass. But what so you're I don't think it's a binary do, choice. What to you be fair. what you need to do, if you're in your car, apparently, yeah, is to pull it way off the side of the road, so that um, even if the tornado comes right through and chucks it about a bit, it won't get in the way of emergency services that need to use the road. Okay. Um, and then either um, hide it in a building, so uh, in a central room of the ground floor or in a basement or a tornado um cellar thing okay. there are lots of houses that have yeah which might explain why so many people were fine even though their house was completely destroyed apart from um or your next best thing is to jump in a ditch really mm-hmm. so just gotta brush over you pretty much yeah Damn. um because it won't like it, yeah it won't like suck right in unless unless you literally go into like the tiny eye of it if the like two meter thing happens to go right in your ditch then yeah you're fucked but like um especially really really big ones it will just fling stuff around above you mm. so you just be like looking up at the <laughs> in the air and you know fence posts and babies and cats and stuff will be flying around above you um and finally, uh, there are areas which people believe to be protected from tornadoes, uh, whether it being a city, near a major river, hill or mountain, or even protected by supernatural forces. Don't know what they are, but there's a link to it. Tornadoes have been known to cross ma- major rivers, climb mountains, affect valleys, and have damaged, damaged several city centres. As a general rule, no area is safe from tornadoes, though some Jesus. areas are more susceptible than others. Um, there's a really uh, good bit here about um, records, so I'll just give you a couple of the, the biggest ever. Yeah, um, fire away. So the most record-breaking tornado in recorded history was the Tri-State Tornado. Um, so it roared through parts of Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana, uh, Indiana on March the 18th, 1925. It was likely an F5, which is like the most severe yeah. uh, tornado, although at that um, time they weren't ranked like at all so um so it holds a record for longest path length so 219 miles oh my god yeah um longest duration about three and a half hours and fastest forward speed for a significant tornado of 73 miles an hour in addition it's this the deadliest single tornado in the united states history with 695 dead the tornado was also the uh, costliest tornado in history at that time um but in the year since, it's been surpassed by several others. Um, I wonder if adjusted for inflation if, might still if be. If it's adjusted for, for inflation, it's the third. Okay. Uh, the deadliest tornado in world history was the uh, Dalitpur Salturai tornado of Bangladesh um, on April the 26th, 1989, which killed approximately 1,300 people. Wow. Um, Bangladesh has at least 19 tornadoes in its history kill more than uh, 100 people, almost half of the total of the rest of the world. So... Um, Bangladesh is right up there with like Kansas and Oklahoma. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of natural disasters that go on in Bangladesh. Yeah, there's a lot of flooding and 
they yeah they have some problems there with the world yeah they have and a like lot mudslides like and one of the highest well, population yeah. densities yeah oh and loads of people get struck by lightning loads really? yeah I wonder why that is. I think Maybe probably because they're like out in the fields. Maybe. Um, to a certain degree. And also because um, lightning's really prevalent there, which is probably why they get lots of tornadoes, because yeah. tornadoes come from lightning storms. Yeah. So what we were saying earlier about the cl- cumulonimbus clouds or whatever, if you think of the clouds of a lightning storm, that's, yeah. that's what you're talking okay. about. Um, so um, while direct measurement of the most violent tornado wind speeds is nearly impossible, <laughs> since conventional animal anemometers you know the little thing with the the cups that spins around yeah um they would be destroyed by the test winds and fly debris so some tornadoes have been scanned by doppler radar units mobile units uh, which can provide good estimates of the tornado's winds the highest wind speed ever measured in a tornado which is also the highest wind speed ever recorded on the planet is plus or minus 20 miles an hour 301 miles an hour Wow. So it's either 321 or uh, 279 miles an hour. I think either way, that's still, <coughs> it's still pretty lot. quick. Yeah, it's enough, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and that was uh, the Bridge Creek Moor uh, tornado in Oklahoma, which killed 36 people. Um, and the reading was actually taken about 100 feet above the ground. Um, so... And the wind speeds are more. On I was going to say, who knows what the ground speed so, was? Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's ridiculous. Um, storms that produce tornadoes can feature intense updrafts, sometimes exceeding 150 miles an hour. Debris from a tornado can be lofted into the parent storm and carried for very long distances. As a tornado which affected Great Bend in Kansas in November 1915 was an extreme case of, uh, where a rain of debris occurred 80 miles from the town. A sack of flour was found 110 miles away. Oh, my God. And a cancelled cheque from the Great Bend Bank was found in a field outside Palmyra, Nebraska, 305 miles away to the northeast. I'm surprised the cheque was still intact. Still fucking invalid. Yeah. That's the important thing. <laughs> still bad. Um, so, yeah, waterspouts and tornadoes have been um, advanced as an explanation for instances of raining fish and other animals, as I'm sure you'll be aware. Okay, and that... It's a nice little segue. So what? Well, not a segue, but link that to what I'm talking about later. Good. Which is rats. Rats. Sweet. Are they falling from the sky? I hope so. We mm. won't go into it. Well, you know, I. They I, might I, be. Yeah. Good. Um. Should we song? Yeah, let's stick on a song. Break this up a bit. Yeah. So this is Ween. Um, with your party. It's fucking weird. So stick with it. Ween. <laughs> You're listening to Sure Ditch Radio. SureDitchRadio.co.uk. I dreamt about me maybe throwing a party. And just how great that would be. We had the best time at your party. The wife and I thank you very much. We had the best time at Well, that was strange, or I'm assuming it was anyway. I haven't actually heard the song. Uh, it's about a guy who goes to a party. 
and then um, he says, I had the best time at your party. My wife and I, thank you very much. Okay. It's like a thank you note for throwing a party. Okay. A song. It's kind of weird, but cool. I quite like it. Okay. <coughs> Rats. Right, okay, so I'll get my notes out for my bag. It's a genuine bag, ladies and gentlemen. Genuine bag, people. Yeah. Prime. Some of you were doubting. It's actually a Herschel genuine. Yeah, right. Um, I don't where did Herschel come from? When I, don't I was know. a kid it was all about Jan Sport East Pack. Yeah. I've got an East Pack. Guaranteed for thirty years. I've had it for twenty, so it's getting there. Yeah, I don't know how long this. I thought it was going for something. It's actually it's a pretty good bag. Actually, it's pretty big and got sort of all different pockets. Got all laptop sleeve at the back, etc. Fancy. Yeah. Okay. So, rats. Um, this is largely taken from an article on the Guardian. You might fancy reading as well. Expand on it a bit. Um, so I'll give you. Uh, so there are some myths about rats, like the fact that they fall from the sky, um, mm. like was reported in Indonesia in mm. 1969. Right. Or their uh, skeletons can liquefy and reassemble at will. Um, that was a myth about rats. Yeah, and the reason for that is is because their skeletons are so like malleable that they can fit mm. through any hole about like half an inch wide. Half kind of. an inch. Yeah. Like a centimeter. Yeah, maybe it's an inch. I can't remember, but it's like tiny, which is why people think that they is crazy. like. Yeah. That they can liquefy their bones. They're like the the Terminator from Terminator Two. Yeah, um, and they speaking of the Terminators, that he doesn't walk that fast, but they can move uh, up to seven feet in a second. Um, and what, like jumping? No, as in like, yeah, run. running. Yeah, running. which is why they can appear out of nowhere so quickly. Like loads of them. Um, male is that and... like a sustained speed? Then that's. I don't. Is that like a spider dash? Like. <gasps> when they shit themselves or is that just like they can just run at I, se- seven feet a second I think that's probably like I wouldn't say spider dash but like you know oh shit there's something over there let's all go have a look okay um, but like you know when you see them in the water pipe or whatever like running away from the water that's coming oh I don't know actually like how fast yeah. are they going then probably pretty fast pretty fast yeah but then I don't know if that really happens or whether it's just a thing on movies maybe um, and you know rats breed like crazy to the extent that if left alone a male and a female rat, rat just one each mm. um, for a year can produce 15,000 descendants 15,000? yep um, this is because uh, rat, female rats ovulate every four days uh, mate dozens of times a day and remain fertile till they die well how long is their Pregnancy. I can't imagine particularly like long. Ten minutes. Oh, knocked up. Oh, had another one. Here we go. Want a bang? Yeah. And like humans, they also mate for pleasure as well as procreation. Would they also? Um, would that be like incestual children as well? Is that how almost they, certainly? Is that how they roll? Well, I, I'm not sure if this is they. Produ- I don't imagine they produce fifty thousand rats themselves, but imagine they reach puberty or whatever. They can. They can. All those well, within the year, bang in. But I think that's fifteen thousand descendants. But still, imagine if you left a male and a female alone in a room, with food and water for a year, and you came back and there were fifteen thousand of them. If only you could do that with something useful, yeah, or like expensive. Yeah, 
Um, a 2014 study um, by Columbia University found that the average New York City rat contained 18 diseases unknown to man and science. Nice. Um, as well as the ones we do know, like C. difficile, etc. Yeah. Um, and no king rats exist, but rat kings are when a group of up to 30 rats get their tails knotted together with stuff like perhaps blood or feces. Uh, and form into one mangled mess. Now I've painted a pretty, pretty awful picture of rats, haven't I, so far? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and you know, because of this, perhaps humans have been trying to get rid of them for centuries. We've trained dogs, cats, and ferrets to try and kill them. Oh, um, piss off, Laura. Love you. Uh, we've created trying to ultrasonic machines uh, that don't actually work to try and get rid of them. Mm. Um, in Rikers Island, which I mentioned before about Lil Wayne being in, which is a prison in New York, um, there was such an issue there in the 1930s, they tried to mustard gas it. And most recently, a uh, quite inventive solution that was tried in Chicago <laughs> was to go natural and release 60 coyotes um, to try and kill some rats with little radar tags to see where they were. Brilliant. Uh, none of these work, really. <laughs> How odd. At all. Um Probably, well, partly because uh, when you reduce their number, because they mate so quickly, they just they shoot, just they just, back. yeah, and like faster. Yeah. Um, but what has been trialled and what looks like it could work to dramatically reduce their rates, and they are an issue because they spread disease, mm. like we found out with bubonic plague, um, they kind of bite babies, they do all sorts of bad shit. Um, I don't know. Rats. Biting babies, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and occasionally eat humans alive, but very, very occasionally. Yeah, you've got to really be like fucked, haven't you? Yeah. To get eaten alive by rats. Yeah. But the fact that a, the, the average New York City rat can, carries 18 viruses known unknown to science. So, science. what are they going to do now then? Um, well, birth control, Marshall. So. Like, little, the, what a job though. Like being the guy to put the little Johnnies on the rats. Well, okay. Let me let me put this out there. So right. this was kind of discovered um, with a scientist when she was she was studying um, <laughs> heart disease in postmenopausal women. Okay. So, like you do with a lot of studies on humans, you try it with mice first. Yeah. And uh, she created a way of in you know artificially inducing menopause in mice. Okay. Um, That's smart. Yeah. And so someone you know, rang her up and was like, "Okay, this is really good. You discovered this." This could be really, really useful. Um, for killing off rats. For getting rid of animals without either kind of destroying the earth chemically and putting loads of rat poison out. Yeah. Um, which, you know, because rat, because rats, That's like so us, tough. yeah, or because they love things that are brightly coloured and fatty and sweet, Yeah. Um, when it's put out, funnily enough, a lot of kids go for it as well. So that, that's an issue as well with rats. Yeah. Um, so yeah, discovered, children. Yeah, with children. Yeah, with children. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was first used by um, kind of not commercially, but mm. um, to reduce populations in dogs of a farmer. I think somewhere like in Kansas or something, who was kind of overrun by wild dogs. Yeah. And there were kind of too many to spay manually, and he was like, "I keep on having to kill loads of dogs, and I don't want to." Yeah. Um, but you know, what can I do? Is will this perhaps help? Um, so this woman kind of uh, started with you know a patient zero type mm-hmm. dog and yeah. put in uh, her kind of liquid 
menopause-inducing thing which reduces the amount of eggs produced quite rapidly and helped the guy. Didn't didn't have to contend with wild dogs and didn't have to kill a bunch of them either. Yeah. Um, and uh, so did it like transmit between? Well, the creatures because you can't have to go around and inject every single new rat with a. Well, I'll I'll get onto this. Okay. Um, so how to inject it? Like, well, we do do you do it with food or water or what? The issue with food is, um, a rats don't go for what they don't know. So mm-hmm. if they're kind of this new random food stuff, they'll be like, uh, none of that. I'll have some <laughs> trash, please. Yeah. Um, and also, like city rats are fairly well fed yeah. um, on all the rubbish we produce. So they don't really need anything. Don't really need anything. But they have to drink um, at least 10% of their body weight in water or liquid every day. Right. Um, so that's kind of a, a good <clears throat> one to go for. And the the breakthrough, you know, you're saying, do you, do you individually spay every rat? Mm. Like, what what goes on here? Can you just do that anyway? Um, is so, you know, you leave the liquid out, and the breakthrough was found um, because the mousopores, which was the thing before, um, you know, like a lot of things with rats, where they get um, resistant to rat poison or chemicals or whatever. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really having the same effect on rats that had on mice and dogs. But they added a new active ingredient called triptolide, um, which miraculously I had no uh, idea of it. No, just thought, okay, we'll try it on male and female rats. Mm. Kills rat sperm as well. Nice. So they put a big blob of this or wherever where rats are, like, you know, the tube or the New York City subway. Okay. Um, and all the rats gather around it because they love it because it's like super sweet and fatty and they need to drink loads of water every day. Yeah. Um, and it dramatically reduces their um Is there not some um, danger involved in this, though? I mean, if you were to, like, leak it into the water supply. Well, it, um, I'm not <coughs> about the water supply, but another good thing about it is it doesn't pass up the food chain because it metabolises so quickly yeah. within the rat. So predators who eat them won't be affected by it. Okay. Um, but, like, if we spilt loads, if there was, like, a huge release into the water supply... I mean, I'm not so concerned about humans, because there's enough of them already. Mm. But, like, you could potentially neuter all mammals. I don't know. I to. don't know if it's the kind of thing that gets into the water supply. Well, it would if we put it there. I mean, you put it... I mean, if someone put it there. What, as in, as some sort of terrorist... Sort of a chemical weapons attack. Yeah. ISIS tried to spay humanity. Yeah. Not really their... Their MO, I don't think. No, I don't... No. It doesn't doesn't strike me as the kind of thing they do. Uh, But no, maybe if you wrote a book that Professor Shadforth gave you uh, in the first year and turned into an eco-terrorist. Maybe. What was that book, Shadforth? I don't know. Marshall and I, in our first ever politics tutorial were told by a professor um, that he couldn't re- recommend one of the books on ecology to us because he did it to a former student and she was done for sending b- bomb in the post yeah. um, to a guy who tested medicine on animals. So he was like, yeah, I'd like, like to recommend it to you, but that can't happen again. Turned her into like some eco-terrorist. Yeah. It was only me and Joe in the tutorial. I'm Literally, have. yeah. Literally just us two. There was one of the guys who was in at the beginning and then he quit politics. Yeah, it was like the closest I've ever been to... Oxford or Cambridge. Yeah. Except geographically. <laughs> I've been to both those places. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to. Um, 
So yeah, but there is a there's another school of thought, and you know the other guy they are interviewing kind of was supportive of this because it doesn't mean it doesn't just kill off rats mm. and it isn't as destructive, but also you know maybe if we take away their food and their shelter, they might die off as well. If we stop being so wasteful um, and try and maybe shore up our houses a bit more and have a more holistic approach to things rather than a quick fix, of let's leave some rat poison out. Maybe that will kill them. Um, you know, maybe maybe that's the way forward. Maybe. But I thought it was actually quite an interesting way, and it's it's pioneered by a bunch of kind it's of like, animal-loving Buddhists who don't like want to genophage. kill animals. The genophage. It's like way more um, like savage than killing them in a sort of a way. It's just like we're literally going to like undermine you as life form. <laughs> just like kill you off from the... Yeah, like we don't actually kill even you, have we don't, to kill you. We just okay. stop, stop you reproducing. Yeah. I don't think... I think the, the aim isn't to get rid bully. of rats in total, but to stop them overrunning cities and spreading disease and... I suppose, um, but then how do you bubonic plague manage that level, really? I'm sure rats will make it through yeah they're like <laughs> way more successful species than we are yeah and mirror us in kind of our worst ways being greedy yeah, and kill them now <laughs> cannibalistic before they, before they get anywhere yeah but yeah good that is uh, that's rats for this week thanks Jay should we have a song yeah what do you fancy I don't know I'm, I'm all out really should we have uh, Xavier Dunn is it Xavier or Javier? Javier, Xavier, I don't know. Get in contact with us. We know you're listening. Xavier Dunn. <laughs> Professor <laughs> Xavier Dunn with fucking problems. I love bad bitches, that's my fucking problem. Yeah, I like to fuck, I got a fucking problem. I love bad bitches, that's my fucking problem. Yeah, I like to fuck, I got a fucking problem. I love bad bitches, that's my fucking problem. Yeah, I like to fuck, I got a fucking problem. If finding somebody real is your fucking problem, bring your girls to the crib, maybe we can. You're listening to Sure Ditch Radio. SureDitchRadio.co.uk. Yeah, uh, shout out, I don't know where that click came from, um, shout out to Mike Gutierrez, who first showed me that song. He also does a cover of Fancy. What up, Mike? Yep. Um, yeah, a cover of, uh, whatever call it, Fancy song, and what do you mean, Gold it? Digger. He is Elia. Ah, uh, right, okay. Yeah. I'm so fancy. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I kind of sort of like that chorus a little yeah. bit. Okay, well, um, it's basically been an hour, so... Um, probably more than that, actually. Yeah, probably more. we have the ten seconds of silence yeah. and then they put I think the songs like, in there. Should we do a two-hour show? Yeah, well, I think it is a two-hour show yeah, It's just become one. <laughs> yeah. Um, if Dell doesn't choose to make this a two-hour show, then um, goodbye from us. Um, check out the rest of it on the podcast, because it'll still be there, because um, we're going to sit around and uh, chat a bit more. Um, but if not, then, you know, it's been a pleasure as always. 
Well, I say that. Surely that's for you. To, never mind. Fuck off. Right, so, Marshall, what are the requirements for life to arise and survive <laughs> in the universe? Right, so, uh, there are several that you probably would um, think of, like um, water. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's fairly key. For me, anyway. Yeah, for us. But uh, it's an interesting one, because there's stuff that we need that life in general doesn't necessarily Are we need. viewing it through the anthropocentric <clears throat> lens, Marshall? We're not. We're oh, viewing okay. it through a strictly scientific lens. Okay. So you will not find oxygen on this list. Okay. Okay, so... Um, but, obviously, chemistry is important. Um, so the crucial thing, um, firstly, chemistry-wise, is carbon. Okay, yeah, carbon-based so life forms. We are carbon-based life forms, and it would seem that... Um, the only um, element to be able to be bent and twisted and turned into as many different shapes and sizes and types of thing as carbon is carbon. Like, it is literally the most diverse element okay. of all of them, seemingly. Seemingly. Um, there is a, a runner-up in silica, um, but... Is that it's, an element? Uh, what silicon? Yeah, or, or yeah. Sil- silica. Oh well, same type of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, silicon is the actual elemental name for it. Sorry, um, but yeah. So you need carbon, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that um, the carbon base of life will be the same with DNA and cells and and whatever it is. But it's it's about the the chains of molecules. Um, and how complex they are and how mm. diverse they can be. Um, so <clears throat> water um, is not necessarily essential, but um, very likely a requirement for life to arise. So any life which is based on mo- molecules um, will need some kind of liquid solvent. So it has to be water, not H2O. <clears throat> I suppose it has to be water as opposed to ice or water vapour. Yes, so liquid water. Okay. But that we'll come on to that in a okay. bit. So, um, but the, basically, gas phase reactions um, happen only um, with molecules that are volatile enough to be present in large quantities in a gas. Um, and in solids, they occur, um, but really, really slowly. So liquid is basically the, the best medium for reactions to happen in. Okay. Um, but... Um, the other thing about water is that um, it has a kind of an interesting um, chemistry or chemical properties to it. So when it freezes, it expands. Which is unusual. Which is very unusual, yeah. which means that the ice floats to the top yeah. and then insulates water beneath so that it won't freeze solid. So the sea doesn't freeze solid. So there's still liquid there. For Because the key to all of this is that basically for billions and billions of years... You have to have um, like a petri dish type environment for stuff to grow in. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, it has to be like con- conductive to life or conducive to life, and it has to be consistently a- about roughly the same temperature and the yeah. same whatever. Like it doesn't have to be hot or cold or in the middle. It just has to be the same whatever. So you can't have like drastic changes of state. So like if that you know you've got like the very fledgling tiniest molecular things happening for billions of years before you get any kind of like recognizable life you know and if the ocean freezes to the bottom 
it's over. That's, that's over. Yeah. And that might happen every year. Yeah. Um, so it's got that. Um, also, um, it has a high uh, heat capacity, which means it takes lots and lots of energy to cause water to change temp- temperature. Um, <clears throat> so it will just basically stay at the temperature that it's at unless you're doing something, you know, really significant to it. Yeah. Um, and it's also the second most common um, molecule in the universe. What, H2O? H2O. Really? And H2 is the most common. Oh, I did not know it was so common. Yeah. Dihydrogen. So, um, other liquids exist naturally in the universe, but not in the sort of abundance that water does. Um, and most of them don't have the other um, characteristics that we were just talking about. Mm. Um, well, I thought we were always struggling to find if we found water on a planet. It was like, oh my god, there could be life here. Yeah, I think that's. I think that is like twofold. Firstly, it's that it has to be liquid water. Yeah. Um, for the reasons that we talked about yeah. before, as in, you know, it's it's harder for um, molecular reactions to happen in solids. Yeah. Uh, or in in a gas. Um, but uh, it has it, so it has to be liquid water, but also. Um, it's quite difficult to uh, find out actually what's on planets, full stop. Yeah. So um, to even you know go to a planet and be like, oh, there's thorium, which is like super common here, it would be like difficult. Yeah. To you know confirm or deny something like that. So, um, but it's one of the things that you know when they're there, they will be looking for. You know, they might. If they were being a bit more comprehensive, they might, you know, send a rover up and land on the surface of some planet and be like, holy crap, there's um, cadmium here and cobalt and nickel and tin and copper and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, look, there's a guy over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so then, like you say, um, it's got to be li- liquid water. So yeah. that's where this habitable zone thing comes in. Yeah. So... Um, Lots of astrobiologists believe that in order for life to arise and survive, it must be found on a planet or moon within this habitable zone. So that basically is a... The Goldilocks zone. Yeah, exactly. Not too hot and not too cold. Yes. Um, So that basically means that um, it's the right distance from ever star to allow the water that's present on the planet to be there in the form of liquid. Yeah. Um, Now, that obviously can change with the size and the uh, intensity of the star. So... Stars that are very, very large burn out very quickly. Um, so they have a, ha- a habitable zone for a while that is um, very, very far away from them, but probably not for long enough for life to actually begin and dish. develop and yeah. turn into something, especially like advanced, more complex life. Mm. Yeah, they might have like bacteria or whatever, but like then it's going to be over because, you know, the sun's burn out. Yeah. Um, and that's that's pretty much all she wrote. Um then if the star is um, very, very small and not very bright at all, um, then obviously you have to be very close um, to it, which means that basically when planets are very close to the um, star, they have a tend to have like a different um, orbit. orbit. So yeah. how our planet spins in its orbit, they get sucked into um, an orbit where they're static, so one side of the planet is always facing the, Dark the sun. Dark side of the moon type thing. Exactly. Um, exa- just like a moon, because they are so close mm. due to the, the smallness of the star. Um, so that would mean that one side would probably be too hot 
and the other side would probably be too cold. Um, so our sun actually is, and it's one of those things that you know you get when you talk about astrobiology, you get kind of sick and tired of hearing like, oh well, is there something special about our sun or mm. our, you know our planet or whatever? But actually, um, there are undeniable things, and one of the things is that our sun is literally of the right size for it not to be too big to burn out really quickly and not to be so small that we're in, you know, one of these orbits. I can't remember what the orbit's called. Let me just check. It's called... Um, I can't find it. Oh, tidally locked orbit. That's okay. what it's called. So that's that's the same thing as the moon is for us. Yeah. Right, so um, it's not too big and not too small, so it's not, you know, we've got enough time, but we're not tidally locked, so all the... The liquid water doesn't just evap- evaporate. Yeah. Um, so there's another um, interesting thing that's not necessarily unique, and uh, especially not in an infinite universe, to our uh, planet, but it's quite um, helpful uh, yeah. for life to develop, is to have a very, very large planet further out from us. So we have Jupiter, um, yeah. which is fucking massive, yeah. for lack of a better um, term absolutely enormous absolute stonker like we can't really fathom how big it is yeah um and what that does um is have quite a lot of gravity really yeah so like interstellar crud that's like flying <laughs> through um space um and was, could potentially smash into earth I was and cause ask extinction those, events yeah. get sucked into the gravity of jupiter and goes yeah. in there instead okay um and obviously jupiter doesn't mind because it, yeah, it's just gas really yeah um, or as far as we know, there could be a planet in there somewhere. There could be some the thorium in there. There could be. There could be, uh, you know, something super dense in the middle that just makes it seem like and tiny. I was thinking. I was wondering. Just like a huge gas cloud around a tiny, really dense, really thing incredibly in the middle. dense. Middle. Yeah, I always think about that. Yeah, I love Jupiter. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> if you're out the Jupiter, <laughs> yeah. It's like Love one you. of those things in the Please metro. come home. Do you know what I mean? With the um, the rush hour crush. I saw Jupiter across the... To uh... the gas giant that, <laughs> that gave me the eye the other day. I want to touch your supermassive centre. Supermassive um, black hole. So, yeah. Um, also... Got one of those published, didn't there's... you? What? I got a supermassive black hole published? No. Oh, no, rush hour crush? Yeah. No, it was... Um, sort of text to the editor type thing I can't remember what they're called now but yeah it was about Richard R- Richard Branson oh. um, fucking chatting shit um, so about climate change and about, an airline yeah basically he's just like oh, fuck you mate um, you are the problem and he's giving it all like oh yeah you, you know um, people of my generation have like done loads to save the world and it's like young people who need to it's like fuck off mate uh... like you are literally the problem so you know, don't make me genophage you like yeah. a fucking rat. Um, One of my favourite Twitter moments ever was... Too late now, really. A Frankie Boyle reply <laughs> to Richard Branton tweet, which is, you know, him windswept in the Arctic saying, you know, we need to do all we can to prevent a one degree rise in ocean temperatures. Yeah. To which Frankie Boyle requ- replied in all caps, you're on a fucking airline! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But I don't think he does anymore. I think he sold it to Alaskan. Yeah, but... Who cares? He should yeah. have fucking disbanded it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And and like put bonds on all the other ones, right? Um, I don't have an agenda. I promise. Um, so you read that book, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fucking did it. <laughs> I found it. Shadforth. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Mr. Topsy goes to town. <laughs> I read it's got along. some real latent overtones. Yeah, I read, I read a longer special for uh, reading ages four to five. Um, so, yes, what was it talk about? Right, orbits. Okay, so um, the other thing uh, that we kind of are a bit lucky with out here on the Western Spiral Arm is the old uh, distance from the middle. Oh, yeah. So the closer you are to um, the centre of the galaxy, um, the bigger and more like violent the stars are. So okay. shit around you is going supernovae like, all, yeah. the, all the time, man. Okay. like on the wrecks. So that's all the like huge stars that don't last particularly long. And, and just fucking blow up like crazy. And black holes. Massive black hole right in the middle that's just going to be bombarding the shit out of you with X-rays, and yeah. then supernova all around you that are just going to be ultravioleting the motherfucker out of you and like gamma raying you and shit. So, not the best conditions to you know try and start up a life thing. Yeah. Um. And so, like, we're we're kind of right out there. Um, on the edge at arm's length you could say yeah exactly so we don't get all that crazy radiation that they get right there in the middle um, but also um, we like our sun has a really uh, like calm orbit so some um, the orbit of some stars can take them from positions sort of you know as far away from the centre as we are now all like right up close to the centre of the galaxy and then out again so like ovular yeah, or, um, you know, even, like, bobbly up and down and in and out. So you're kind of getting, like, constantly, like, weird conditions going on. And, again, it's that constancy of, like, you know, a not-too-hot-not-too-cold, just yeah. just that livable thing that you need to do to, um, you know, create life over billions of years is accidentally happening on this planet. I mean, clearly, but, like... Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that is not very easy to find stars mm. that aren't necessarily going to have all these like weird problems. Um, and yeah, obviously um, Jupiter. And then one other thing that we have um, on our planet is plate tectonics. So unlike Venus and Mars, the crust of Earth is constantly being recycled. Um, and that keeps carbon dioxide levels um, in the atmosphere from getting too high or too low. Um, hopefully. Yeah. So if, well, I mean, over the long term, mm. it will do. But um, if the levels become too high, as they did on Venus, um, they act as a greenhouse gas. So um, people talk about greenhouse gas all the time, but essentially what that means is that um, the gases um, keep... Insulate the in, Earth, basically. Yeah, they insulate the Earth. Um, and then... Uh, liquid water evaporates and the surface of the planet dries up. Um, and if the levels of um, carbon dioxide or greenhouse gases or whatever, methane and things, mm, um, become, yeah, become too low, um, then the planet cools and an ice age begins. So obviously both of these things have happened at, at certain times in Earth's history, but each time, basically because of the motion of the plates and the continued recycling of the carbon um, in the rocks, um, carbon is released into the atmosphere um, or taken away from the atmosphere, keeping it at a fairly constant level. And it's that constancy that's important for life. So, you know, just routine and constancy, just like to... Uh, Basically, yeah. Like if you To raise can, a child as well. To raise a, 
basic life forms. Well, it's funny that, isn't it? Because you know, people when the, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure you know the listeners will know people out there who've you know shacked up and oh, we're going to go and have a kid, and uh, you know moved into the not the countryside but like a small town somewhere in the suburbs, suburbs or whatever, and you know they do their like little steady family life thing. That's what planets need to do and yeah. solar systems set need to up do. some routine yeah they need to go to like the solar creche the nursery yeah. area um and raise their little life forms um and then stay there forever because yeah. if they move uh, we'll all die yeah so yeah move out to somewhere suburban <laughs> yeah or don't i mean it's not that so crazy in a city life yeah, fuck that. On the train earlier. Oh my god, the tube. How do you guys do it? You We're London a hard folks. bunch. You fucking smelly. I was saying to Joe earlier. I was literally face to face with. So I've got my back to basically like the door. Okay, I'm gonna move towards the... you. How close were they? Keep going. I thought we were playing chicken. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's close. Making really intense he's, he's still coming closer. I'm trying to get the distance right. Yeah, about there. Holy shit! So me and Marshall are basically kissing right now. Like uh, I think that's about literally a hand's length. Yeah, it's like sort of five or six inches away from each yeah. other. And these two people were just like tonguing each other's face off, and I could go nowhere because I was just rammed in. But they like right there. spotty fourteen-year-olds. No, they were like mid to late 20s possibly even early 30s and they were like talking and then going back in for the kissing and talking about oh what are we going to get for dinner and shit it's like guys yeah. hello yeah. <laughs> some other girl was looking at me like how are you dealing with that it's just like I, I'm i not really no. if I'm honest I'm just like panicking we'll have a little cry later I'm like deer in the headlights yeah I mean it's lucky you know I have a girlfriend because I feel like if you were vulnerable and you know didn't have a relationship and stuff that could really damage you yeah it could make you want to murder fat gross snogging people at tube stations if that happens I'd just like to clarify it's not me no I'm happy and do you want to take responsibility for it for inspiring for inspiring acts of terror which Adnan Chowdhury got mm. done for recently yeah I, terror is a weird one um, it is of course the name of the earth terra firma yeah. What does that come from? What? The ancient aliens who named us. What terror? Yeah. It's just Latin, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if the Romans were aliens, then that'd be it. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's all I've got to say. I saw the Colosseum recently, and that shit ain't human. <laughs> <laughs> no, true. The pyramids. That's one that people always say. Oh, it's aliens. And then yeah. There was a thing a while ago with. Um, if you haven't seen it, listeners, there's a there's a hieroglyph that looks like an Apache gunship and um, some F-16 fighter jets. Um, with time travelling, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. People come up with all sorts of shit, don't they? It's all on the History Channel as well. There's actually, there's a show on, so Vice, if you don't know, have started their own TV channel. Oh, God. Um, which, some of it is actually pretty good and interesting. Other stuff is insane. Ugh, um, obviously. And one of the shows they have is they get Action Bronson, who has another show on um, <coughs> it Vice Nation <coughs> or something, just get him and his friends uh, super baked and sit them down and they watch Ancient Aliens, which is a show on the History Channel. Uh, <laughs> How, like, I need that as my job. Yeah. 
Well, maybe you should become Action Bronson. I don't really even know who he is. He is, is he a rapper. He is a rapper, yeah. Is he good? Oh, I don't really know. He's a rather large white man. A large white man. Yeah. Um, I'm white. I'm halfway there. Yeah. Just need to be bald and explode in weight. <laughs> I'm sure that could be arranged. <laughs> this summer. Um, and what else do they do? Oh, yeah, they also do a show. I can't remember what it's called. But basically they get kind of semi-famous people to recount often stories from parties or just kind of crazy anecdotes they've experienced in their um, interesting life yeah. and um, animate them um, with kind of cutting in between the animation and you know them talking to camera about it. And some of them were quite interesting and illuminating. One of them, which I found, and this is also because, you know, I was staying up late and Vice, you know, keeps on going late, doesn't just turn into random infomercials, which a lot of American TV does. I quite like late at night. That sort of thing, though. Random infomercials. Yeah, like trying to sell me shit. Blenders and mm. stuff. It's always the same thing. It's always for these, like, sports bras or something else. Oh, mate, you watch the good ones. Yeah. Um, so, one I stumbled across was uh, Dennis Rodman. If you don't know who Dennis Rodman is, he was a basketballer in the 90s who was very good and also famed for his kind of out-there looks, kind of dyed hair and crazy jewellery and stuff. Um, as more recently being in the news for going to North Korea <laughs> as part of this kind of goodwill trip of basketball players and kind of going native. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Dennis Rodman was talking about some party. He's the least North Korea-looking person I think you probably yeah, find. Yeah, but he like, became major mates with Kim Jong-un. It's like, hey, he's not as bad as you all say he is. He's a really cool guy. Um, never mind the fact that he like blew up his uncle with a rocket after he may have been a threat. Um, he rocketed him. Something crazy like that, yeah. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. So like RPG rocket or like. I'm not sure. You're just like, hey, uncle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was I, like, hope, I don't I know why he said it in English. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He blatantly doesn't sound anything like that. Either. Nothing like that. He Team, Team America. He probably sounds like I do. <laughs> That's like Mongol singing. I love that shit. <laughs> it's probably insulting to their national culture, but probably. I'm, it's, it comes from a place of admiration. It comes from a place of love, Mongols. Yeah, I can't, I can't make that noise. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Uh... So Dennis Roman was recounting uh, several stories about how, uh, during intercourse, he broke his dick on three separate occasions. What the fuck? Yeah, he it needs was to horrible. not let her be on top so much. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why... Does he have, like, a really weak dick or something? I think or is he it may just, have like, been... hugely long? Probably... And thin. And unstable. Like, snaps like in the middle. It's I like think a it's drinking straw. Probably... I don't know if things are to scale, but probably pretty... Big if that's the case. Long and thin, like Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Um, it's to scale. But and with like I imagine a weird blonde Bellin. It was probably you know fairly vulnerable after the first time that he and I repeat these words broke his dick. Um. So then yeah, that was a nice thing to go to sleep to. They don't know why that happens, you know. They're not. No. Uh, like most occurrences. It makes me fear it more. Most occurrences. Yeah, I know. Same. Most occurrences are um, when the woman is on top. Yeah. Um, and that's all they know basically, and they don't really understand how exactly it works either. Right, stay safe, kids. Uh, condoms and do missionary. Yeah, or just, like, don't do it, you know. It's just scary take a vow of celibacy. Yeah, fucking hell. Like, better that than break your dick. Yeah. You know, just get a flashlight. 
Yeah. <laughs> but don't be too vigorous with it. Yeah, or, well, no, you can be as vigorous as you like, because I think the problem comes from, like, where it hits on something, isn't it? It's like where it comes uh, out, and then she's just like, bang, on it. Oh, God. I think that's probably what most people say. Yeah. Or something along those lines. Or, you've broken my penis. Well, 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 <laughs> what's this? <laughs> Seems like you've snapped my dick in half. Oh, my God, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Your booty is so big, you <laughs> seem to have annihilated my penis. Good. Um, should we have a song? What what other song have you got? Um, I was going to have it as a final song. Oh, okay. Should Actually. we not have a song then? Shall I pick just a random song? Let's pick a random one. Um, have we got any of that weird summer playlist from Creeper? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> should we ring him? Yeah. Let's see if he answers. Have you got your phone? Yeah, I do. And I'll try and find a song. I I don't really know what to do. I've I've been listening to loads of like drum and bass again recently, and I know that the listeners aren't really into that. Or well, they might be. I don't know. We could we could have drum and bass, but I don't know what to choose. There's two that sound exactly the same. I could play them over the one another, and no. Um, where is this song? Right, this? let's try and give him a ring. Call him up now, and I'll find a song from his thing. Shall we have, um... Away From Me? Yeah, I'm now... No idea. Is this from his playlist? Yeah, it's just the first one. Do you think it's just brooding classical music we're about to play for listeners? I don't think so. It sounds like it might be sort of gangster It's like... It plays. You keep me awake, it's where I wanna be. Sure. He's going to pick up. I'm not sure he's going to pick up. And he's dead, so it seems like the odds are against him. We really should have warned about that sickly, sweet-smelling sweat. <laughs> yeah, turns out he was producing. What was the name of that chemical that kills sperm? Oh, uh, <laughs> I think you'll find it. And smells sickly sweet and is attractive to rats. Uh, Triptolide. Yeah, he was producing triptolide, and he was eaten in his sleep by rats. So the yeah. But the rats now won't... Um, they won't have any more babies, but no. he's gone. Yeah. He's just bones. Yeah. Do they eat bones? You can thank James Creeper, Columbia. <laughs> I think they probably do. They eat absolutely anything. I bet they have loads of rats in Columbia. But then they probably have loads of rats pretty much everywhere, don't they? So okay, I don't think he's going to pick up. Kind of a stupid thing to say. Okay, well, should we have this song then? Should we play um, Away From Me by China? China. With a, uh, you keep me awake, it's where I want to be. Please don't let me sleep, I know my style and dreams So that was Away From Me by China uh, from her critically acclaimed album, Once the Lights Are On, I'm guessing, I don't know. Um, and now more Life's Amazing, as if you 
hadn't had enough. Well, life is being properly affirmed today. Properly fucking affirmed. I'll do a little quick one. Which, on, uh, no, you, you'll probably need before you watch the uh, fulcrum of the post-fact political era in the <laughs> Trump-Clinton debate. The post-fact political era. I love that. It is literally what it is, it what is. we're in now. Well, yeah, because, like, say... It's like Brexit. Four million people can watch a debate <clears throat> and then about 50,000 will fact-check it. So you can say whatever the hell you want. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. But then I feel like that's always been the case. Kind of, but I think people are just getting more brazen because they're well, like, maybe. Okay. I, I mean, you know, you've got to think of it in context because, it, you know, if you if you compare it with the whole history of humanity... Okay, within the... Within the, the brazenness is, you know, is basically none compared to, um, like, medicine men. Yeah. And, like, uh, you know, Inca leader you know mythological religious leaders who were like sanctioning the mass sacrifice of random village people within the context of post-war western democracy i think it's reasonably brazen yeah can i just have a moment of silence for random village people as well yeah just a moment of silence uh this is not a 10 seconds of silence to insert a song (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's not even really a moment of silence i don't like the village people They've only got that one soul. Yeah. Which ones were killed by the Incas as well? That's what I want to know. I'm thinking... I mean, who was missing from the lineup? You've got a policeman. Construction worker. Construction worker. um, A Red Indian. A Native American marshal, please. Whatever. He had a headdress. And... Was it a fireman? Yeah, there was a fireman and somebody else, I think. But I don't know. So who would be missing from that? A vampire. Maybe. Hated. Killed by the Incas. Yeah. That could be a thing, you know. Yeah. They had to sacrifice him so the sun would come up the next day. That's where vampire packs come from, isn't it? Oh, we could be onto something here. I think you're on something, just like your Jar Rule theory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he might be right. So, yeah, we'll just... uh, quickly discuss um what makes a person so we've talked about what the conditions that you need for life what conditions and elements do you need for a person yeah i'm not going to go into like all of it because you know the main ones um you know the person's mostly water um so by mass um we're mostly oxygen um but by elemental content we're mostly hydrogen because obviously hydrogen is a lot lighter than oxygen and there's more hydrogen hence the two uh, to the one oxygen, okay, see? Yeah. so yep. clever. Yeah, um, yep. but we won't go into all that stuff because you know it, listeners. Uh, so I'm just going to go through and tell you all of the elements that are present, even in trace and ultra trace form in human Ooh, beings. Ultra trace, ultra trace. Yeah, oh, you better believe it, sunshine. Uh, and there are some in there that you might find surprising. But we'll start with. We'll do it by num by basically um, fraction of mass. Okay. okay. So, again, oxygen is the, the highest one. Yeah. So, oxygen, carbon, yep. hydrogen. All seems good so far. Yeah, nitrogen. Yep. Okay, yep. Calcium. Yeah, makes sense. Teeth and bones. Phosphorus. Okay. You know, the thing that they make um, tracer rounds out of. Yeah. Potassium. Okay, that's pretty reactive. Sulfur. Right. <laughs> Sodium. Yeah, makes sense. Salt. Mm. Chlorine. Okay, right. Uh... Explain why my eyes have been so itchy recently. Yeah, it's uh, it's used for like transporting um, stuff in your blood, I think. Okay. Um, and uh, m- clean pools. Yeah, and um, gas, Syrians. 
Magnesium. Right. Iron. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Fluorine. Right. Fluorine, uh, only really used in your teeth in um, lower life. It's actually a super, super important um, okay. element for them. Um, zinc. Silicon. Rubidium. Right. Strontium. Are these, like, the ones at the bottom of the periodic table? Um, strontium's pretty far down there, yeah. Um, but they're not quite... They're not exactly toxic yet, so we haven't okay. really got to the, the ones that are really... Yet, listeners, yet. Yet, yeah. So, <clears throat> rubidium, strontium, bromine, bromine, however you say it, lead, <clears throat> copper, aluminium, cadmium, that's right down there, cerium, number 58 on the periodic table. Fantastic. <clears throat> barium. Oh, barium. <laughs> <laughs> tin. Yep. Iodine. Nice bit of tin. Oh, iodine. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a, a crucial ingredient of thyroxine, which you might have heard of. Nope. Which is a chemical uh, within your blood. Okay. Um, titanium. Oh, nice. Okay. <clears throat> feel like Wolverine. We are titanium. Oh, a very, very tiny, <laughs> tiny amount. Uh, 130. Proof, 130 times 10 to the minus 9. I have ultra trace amount of titanium <laughs> in my system. <laughs> Basically. Boron. Selenium. Nickel. Nickel, okay. Chromium. Okay. Manganese. Uh, that sounds like a Pokemon. It is. Okay. <laughs> we have tiny ultra trace amounts of Pokemon <laughs> within us. That's why they love us. Yes. Um, arsenic. Yep. Come what? On. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Take it off. Yep. It's possibly in ultra trace amounts essential to human <laughs> life. Right. Yes. Um, lithium. Okay. Mercury. Right. Again, uh, oh no, maybe not. It's actually not essential. It's just toxic. Um, <laughs> cesium. Don't worry. It's it's just toxic. It's just toxic. But you have some in you. Cesium. To converse those <clears throat> seizures. Yeah, molybdenum. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely made that one up. It's the Latin pronunciation. Germanium. Yep. Frenchium. Okay. Italianum. Germani. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, cobalt. Yep. Antimony. Silver. Nobium, ne- no, neobium. I've is never this the entire periodic that. table? I think it basically is, yeah. Zirconium, <coughs> lanthinium, tellurium, gallium, yttrium, bismuth, uh, thallium, indium, gold, scantidium, blah, 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 down, thorium, uranium, you know, radium. Right, okay. <laughs> That's like a really slow version of the element song, but listing in order what elements are within uh, the human body. Yeah. If you didn't know. If you didn't Del. know, you have uranium in yeah. Uranus. Yeah. T- tiny ultra trace amounts. He's nodding. We also have arsenic in our system, and it may well be necessary for Essential. human life. Essential. Human life. Yeah. So good, there you go. Yeah. Welcome to the world. Used to be different when we were drunker, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Puck rehab. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we have our final little life is amazing and then? Go on then. Have a goodbye. Um, so, on my travels, um, I went to the Croatian island of Kortula. Oh, right. Um, which is where Marco Polo is from. Oh, really? Yeah. So, In uh, Croatia? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was Italian. Well. I'll tell you why. Because <coughs> the island of Croatia, Kortula, um, was part of the uh, Venetian kingdom at the time. That'll be it then, won't it? Yeah. Um, but it's actually really close to Croatia. Oh. 
Um, so, you know, he may have called himself um, Venetian or part of the, you know, Venice city state structure uh, naval thing they had going on there. Um, Did he have a made up name? Was Marco Polo his real name? I think it I was. I never even finished my theory on that, did I? So you can change your name once, but not oh, twice. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah, important yeah. thing to remember, yeah. listeners. Okay. We've had that round off the show just before. Snoop Dogg, the... yes. Snoop Lion, no. Yeah, I mean, no, in Prince, seriously. Yes. The artist formerly known as Prince, no. Squiggly Bob, no. Puff Danny did it twice, though. Successfully. He's the only man. Successfully? Earth. You reckon? Like, it never has the same success as the first one. No. You know, it, it will only decrease. No. The other most record sales has P. Diddy. Unless, it, unless there's only one uh, thing to this, and clever listeners will have realised it. You can have, you can change your name once, but create two personas. Okay. And then have um, no more name changes. So you can be Eminem and Slim Shady at the same time. Okay. But you can't then go on to do another thing. You can't then be like Boris as well. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Croatian. Croatian. Yep. Along with Nikola Tesla. That's, again, disputed with the Serbs. Like many things in that region. Um, So... One of the things that he, you know, wrote in his book, well, actually dictated to the guy who wrote the book mm. when he was in genuine prison, yeah, um, was that in Tibet, which is, you know, he was basically the emissary for... Um, Allegedly. I think all stories about Marco Polo need to have that yeah. in there. He I, may I, or may not have been <laughs> outside yeah. of his hometown. Yes. I don't know how much of it's backed up by other stuff. Fuck all. Okay. <laughs> well, no, he, he, he definitely did go travelling. It's just where <coughs> exactly he went. Yeah, and how um, important he was is really the most in, crucial thing. Yeah. So, and this, you know, this has been backed up by um, other accounts and uh, you know, similar accounts of other in other places. Mm. So, in Tibet, um, unlike um, in many modern nations, and um, you know, back in the Dizay, women were, you know, like. The, the more pure you were, the more desirable you were. You know, if you're a, a man of high stature, you'd want to marry one who's pure and has her virginity intact. Mm-hmm. Um, in Tibet, it's the opposite. A man, I can't remember the exact phrase it was, but, you know, a man would not take a virgin for a wife for something, in, you know, something awful. Yeah. Um, and uh, the way they told this was... Um, when a woman had a lover, mm. you know, and she was often thrust on by a family, like, you know, <laughs> come no on. Pun intended. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah, that's pretty awful, isn't it? What, incest? Yeah. <laughs> incest in the morning. Suppress the roots. Oh, family guy. Yeah. He used to be so funny. Dingo and the baby. <laughs> so we model ourselves on. That one felt like my dad. <laughs> I, my voice is fucked. Um, Go on. <clears throat> so, you know, when they have a lover, which their family would often encourage them to do, especially with travellers, yeah. you know, because they're like, you want to get married, don't you, love? Um, <laughs> she would collect tokens from them. Oh, yeah. So, you know, perhaps a piece of jewellery or like a leather band. and like then consenting tokens or would she rob them? Is that like no, she'd like sleep with them and be like, all right, <clears throat> can you I'm give me a little, let me get a little thing to, to prove to that, prove I, banged that I, I banged you. Nice. Um, so I can you know, tell my mates how cool I am. Yeah. Um, and then... Sounds like now. Exactly, but Paul's reversed. It's like the opposite of slut shaming. Well, like slut praising. Yeah, or you know the concept of 
slots because it has a, an, you know, a negative, a negative connotation. Yeah. It's like women shouldn't do this. <clears throat> it's great yeah. for men to it's, do it. It's like lady players. Yeah, exactly. Lady players. So then um, I think, I'm not sure in Tibet specifically, but some countries they'd have like a little like leather <coughs> anklets. Yeah. And if they had loads of leather anklets, it's going to be like, wow, this woman is desirable. She's like, been bored right out. Yeah, she's been around and, you know, she's clearly proved herself. A lot of male men want her. I'm, you know, going to marry her. <laughs> So I thought, I thought, you know, that was an interesting little thing to flip on his head. Often we think of uh, people getting more liberal in that regard as time goes by. Yeah. Or, you know, people more liberal in the West about that kind of thing. But, you know, not necessarily. I totally agree with that. I think there's loads of cyclical things like that. Yeah. Where if you just look in the past, there is an example of it. Yeah. People think that they're so like, uh, you know... Oh, I've made some breakthrough by believing this thing or thinking this thing now, but actually, like, there's precedent for that just being normal ages ago. Yeah. You know? Like, like I'm not saying don't make it normal and don't change thing the world around you, but you know, don't get up on your high horse about it. Don't claim credit for it. Yeah, because chances are it probably has already happened. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like Sam Smith with his his Oscar. What that was Oscar. Well, he won that Oscar, didn't he, for um, the music of whatever it was. James Bond. James Bond. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, thank you, the first gay guy to win a Oscar oh, wasn't. for music or whatever. And it's like, uh, no. No, not. <laughs> not even close. No. <laughs> There's like several, Elton John being one of them. <laughs> um, that old uh, yeah, up-and-comer, that, yeah. that upstart. Yeah, who, who's ever heard of that fucker? Um, so, yeah. How dare I just, you speak to Elton John? <laughs> <laughs> the John. Um so, yeah, I just think that there's loads of stuff like that. It's like, uh, yeah. you know, women in power. You know, there, yeah. there were literally whole civilizations where the only power in the civilization rested with women. Yeah. Like, it's almost a wonder that it doesn't in ours. I don't really... I mean, it does now. Or It's beginning to look like It's that beginning way. to look that way, isn't it? Yeah. Um, with the old Angela Merkel and our bird and uh, Hillary, if she wins. Hopefully. God forbid. It's literally... <laughs> The worst situation for America. Do you think Hillary Clinton's that bad? She's atrocious. Joe. Why? She's a liar, and not just in a normal like politician way either. She's literally like committed fraud. She's she's Nixon. Hillary Clinton. You're is choosing Nixon. between Nixon and a fascist. A, yeah, like an ignorant fascist. In what way is she like Nixon? Because of. She, well, okay. So the focus when they um, when they found that all those emails had been sent from that private thing, yeah, uh, everyone made an outcry because basically people of America thought, well, this isn't quite right. We can't exactly put our finger on why it's wrong, but we know we should make an outcry and there should be some kind of investigation. So there was an investigation, and they came out and said, yes, Hillary Clinton was wrong. She was. She did a terrible thing by exposing top-level American um, embassy materials um, to external security risks by um, doing, you know, doing this uh, private email thing. That's not the story. <laughs> the story is that the emails were sent privately and then deleted between her and, as the ambassador for the um, the United States, and God knows who. What deals did she cut with people on like a private email 
thing. It's not about the security risk. It's, it's about, about speculation as to li- what she could have done. Yeah, because, because she is inherently dodgy. Well, she is inherently dodgy if she's doing inherently dodgy things like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not specifically alleging any crimes that mm. she's committed, but I'm saying, why go to all that effort of covering it up if you're not doing anything? She's not stupid. She's not going to no, expose the not. the US uh, emails to a security risk for nothing. Okay, I feel like that's... Spe- I feel like there's a lot of equivalency, like, oh, she's... It's a bad choice. I feel like it's a pretty clear choice. I'd rather have, like, her who may have done something but we know we don't really know I someone like, who genuinely wants to run I feel like this country has his own personal fiefdom yeah I see what you mean but at the same time there's such a like the difference is that is not how bad they are as far as I can see mm. it's how uh, open they are about how bad they are like they're both terrible for different reasons like she is so in the pocket of, like, big business in America. Well, I mean, she's a liberal, do you know what I mean? You don't really have kind of, like, a socialist. Bernie Sanders was, you know, the closest you probably could have got to somebody with, like, actual some socialist kind of ideals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's ballsy enough to call himself socialist in America. Yeah. Um, and unlucky enough not to get nominated although at the same time I feel like then it would have just given it to Trump maybe but I, I don't know I just think I don't know I think people have a more ingrained hatred of Hillary Clinton that has that's come uh, to the fore the way they they um, are going on about her having like maybe died and been replaced by body doubles and shit though, that like Republicans are fu- and like super right wing Republican like nutcases are like the name suggests nutters yeah, there was a thing on the Daily Show where they showed two, well, they showed people like literally identical photos for Clinton, and they're like, um, "Can you point to me which one is the body double?" Yeah, like oh, I feel for her neck on that one. Um, I think it may be that one. It's like, well, it's almost like if you stare at something long enough, wanting to be there, yeah. something will appear for you. It's like, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, but then I kind of think that like those kind of people who go around saying those things are dumbasses as well. Like, yeah. I heard one the other day, and it's somebody talking to a, a Trump supporter, and they were like, oh, um, oh, what was it? He was like, somebody did something, like, Hillary did something to, like, start this war. And then the guy's like, oh, but haven't all, like, the reporter's like, yeah, no, that sounds right. And then the reporter's like, oh, but uh, all wars have been started by men, haven't they? And then the person's like, oh, well, oh, yeah, no, maybe you're right, kind of thing. No, they're not right. They're trying to shame you for being a dumbass, but they're stupid. Like, talk to Queen Elizabeth or Victoria or any other fucking queen in the history of the world. Do you know what I mean? Any other person that's started a war and has a vagina. Like, what? I don't know. I feel like there's a whole lack of... The whole thing's post-factual, you know? And you've got an argument between people who had, like outright like racist or stupid or ignorant or whatever but between them and people who um totally condone the the mass harvesting of your um highly personal data to target adverts at you through big companies like google and facebook and shit like that like that's the rock and the hard place that america's stuck between and i wouldn't want to live i mean i don't want to live there anyway but anywho it's come to the end of the show. <laughs> Ran over. We'll miss you, Obama. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I saw a picture of him dressed as like a Black Panther earlier. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's true, uh, like a real picture, or whether it's just... I saw it on Facebook, so it has to be real. Yeah, it must be real, yeah. it can't. He wears jewellery at certain times of the month, which means <laughs> he is a Muslim. A Muslim. 
Yeah, somebody I actually know said that he was a Muslim. I was like, no, he's definitely a Christian. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 he's not. It's like, okay, <laughs> we have Google, but whatever. I won't go into it. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Um, play us out, Joe, and yeah. then we can go home. This is Peter Gabriel with Salisbury Hill. Love it. Yeah, some pretty religious overtones there, but I quite like it. Saw it being performed as a cover in a uh, jazz bar in Bologna. <laughs> Uh, Good to be back. Old middle class. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.